Good morning, guys. Good morning. Let's pray. Father, uh, thank you for this morning. We thank you, Lord, uh, for calling us here this morning. So I would ask that this morning that you would um, reach us, that you would deposit in us your truth, your word, your wisdom, Lord, for our, for our walk today. We don't know how many days, Lord. So help us to make this day, Lord, the most important day that we have to walk out, to walk with you, to follow you, to hear you, to call to you. Help us this morning, Lord, to understand your word and what it means for us today, Lord. I ask for all of us, Lord, that you would build, that you would continue, Lord, to draw us and to lift us up, to strengthen us, uh, Lord, for the journey that you have set us upon um, in the season, Lord, that we're in. As we, uh, as we begin to read, Lord, I ask that you bless us and bless this hour. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys, so today we're in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 1. Right at the very beginning. Today is the vision of the reality. And he is uh, reading or, or looking at on this foundation, Lord, that you've set underneath our feet. Corinthians 1, verse 2. So we're, just, we're going to start there. I'm going to read just a little bit past that. Paul, called to be an apostle. So I don't know if, you, if your um, Bibles have this italic to be. Or if it's just regular. So when you look at Romans, um, his greeting is kind of the same. It's not exactly the same, but it's very, very close. And in Romans, Paul says, Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be. Not called an apostle, but called to be an apostle. Which means there's a process there. He's not already <clears throat> or named an apostle, but he's in a process to become what God has called him to become, which is an apostle. There's a start and there's a finish, right? There's a, com- there's a completion. And what he's saying is, this is who I am. I am, I am Paul, right? That, that is called to, to be an apostle. He's not saying, I'm 100% complete in my apostleship, Right? But he's saying, I am in the process of becoming that. An apostle of Jesus Christ through the will, and here's the second part, through the will of God. Not by his own will, not by his own design, not by his own declaration, not by his own strength, not because that's what he wants to be, because that's what he's called to be. And the only way that he can be completed in that call is through the will of God. So there's a lot of information right here in this first verse. And Sosthenes, or Sosthenes, our brother, he included him in this. To the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Jesus Christ. And here it is again, called, not called saints, but called to be saints. You'll find that same exact phrase in his introduction in Romans also. Called to be saints. Now, mine says called to be holy. Is there a difference between saints and being holy? Nope. Same thing. I really like how he puts to the church of God. To where, like, mine says to the church of God, which is at Corinth, like, just stating and clarifying that it's God's church and nobody else's, even though we be to see. Because there's some churches that believe that their church is their church. You know what I mean? And it's really... It's, the, the true church? Yeah, it's, yeah. You the know. one true church? Yeah, so you know what I mean? So it's God's church, you know? I like how he emphasized on there. That's pretty cool. It's of God, all right? It belongs to God. Right. The process isn't becoming holy, and the reason why that's true is because Christ paid the price for that. That's exactly right. Called to be saints. So if we're all called to be saints this morning through the resurrection of Christ. That means that it's a process. Or, um, or, or pure, or perfected, or complete, 
Well, those last two would be true. To be complete and perfected is a process, but to be holy or set apart or separated from, um, which is which is different. Okay, so called to be this, which means that every day we're going to walk through a process that we can separate our our human nature and live in our spiritual nature. So that's that is the process of sanctification or becoming a saint right or holy um, holiness though living in holiness living in the light of Christ you can do that anytime all day long day by day continuously I think that's something that the whole this that's what really the process is about is about being able to achieve that and not be so um Hot and cold, right? Mm. Not not living based on your feelings and what's happening. Mm. It's it's making a decision and choosing. But there was somebody talking about, uh, and the guy was not a believer. But he was saying that I can wake up. He said, uh, the, "The day begins and ends when you wake up, based on how you're gonna." How you're going to treat the day. You can wake up, and if you decide you're going to have a good day, then it'll be good. But if you wake up and you're upset <laughs> and you decide the day's terrible and it's and it's and you're whatever reason, he said, then that's the day you're going to have. Man, where was I at? I can't remember where that guy was. But it was interesting because he's absolutely right. For a moment there, I thought, huh. Maybe this guy is a believer, right? But based on his other statements that he made, <laughs> some other things that he said, uh, he wasn't. But he understood the mind, what mindset is. Yeah. That's what he understood. He understood that, hey, look, it's up to me. If I'm going to be depressed this morning, it's up to me. If I'm going to have a good day today, it's up to me. If I could blame everybody for my issues and my problems, it's up to me to make those decisions how I'm going to live this day out. Right now, he doesn't have any help from God in his mind because God doesn't exist. That's not real. It's up to me. He's saying it's in me, right? Which is a whole different type of religion. But for us who are called to be saints, it is through the will of God that that call comes, and it is by His will that we can become saints. And then, if we continue reading, called to be saints with all who in every place call in the same name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord Jesus Christ, excuse me. I'm going to read just a little bit more. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which was given to you by Jesus Christ, that you were enriched in everything by him, in all utterance, and all knowledge given to you by Jesus Christ that you are enriched in everything by him when he says everything what is he talking about is he talking about everything of the world or is he talking about everything of Christ God in the spirit he's talking about everything that belongs to the father that it, that's within the father Christ in the spirit we're enriched with those things in other words if he has them, they're available to us. And some of the things that are available to us, we actually own. But we only own the things we receive. So if, if everything that God has is available to us, it's not all, all ours personally until we actually receive it, right, and, and keep it. Then, it. then it belongs to us also. So, but there's a process, again, of a daily life that God walks us through that we can actually ask for those things so that they belong to us and they're in us eternally forever. But if we can continue to step back from the, from the will of God or the call of God or the demand of God, then those things will never be ours. They'll, they'll be available to us, but we'll never own them. They'll never be in us. So there has to be something, a cause... Right? It has to be some type of cause that causes us to reach for those things, to ask for those things, to ask for strength and peace and, 
you know, um, understanding and wisdom and hope and faith and, and ask for all these things all the time, forgiveness of God, so that they're ours and they're in us. And that process now can move on to something different because that is completely finished, which is called to be. That's what that means. Or it would just be called saints because we're already saints and we're perfect in it. (laughs) Which is not the case today. Well, I should speak for myself. It's not the case of me today. I always hear people say, man, I wish I would have, you know, if I would have just came to Christ when I was 19 or 18 or 17 or whatever, right? Like some of these other stories, you hear about kids receiving Christ at eight years old, right? Even some younger. When, I ha- when I'm talking to you know, men my age, like if I just would have accepted Christ when I was 20, how different life could, would be right now, right? And I'm thinking, can you say that? I mean, can, I, I guess you could think that, but the life is what it is, right? And don't worry about what could have been, what might be. Walk where you're at today and just look forward. I mean, it do- does it matter at this point? I mean, you can't go back least that I know of. I don't know, maybe you can't go back. <laughs> we, we didn't we touched on that last Friday too, that scripture where he was talking about uh for those who look back as they plow are not worthy of the kingdom of God. Yep. So that's I think that kinda ties into that scripture like that's that's not the deal. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> pretty sure that's what he's doesn't want us to be doing it really is a waste of time and energy i mean to, yeah to think about those things yeah what might have been what could have been if right yeah i think it feels probably like times like a wasted opportunity that i was given right and so like i've been given this life i've been given you know this time and then oh, i didn't do anything for the kingdom for these like 20 years you know what i mean yeah okay yeah and then so i could see like the regret, you know, yep. the the disappointment. It could have been. I could have done a lot more. I could have. I could have been become more of who Christ called right. me to be. But you are where you are. You're on the journey where you're at. Where do you go from here? No, I understand the. I understand the. The regret. I understand yeah. the question. I I understand all of that. But. And I'm not even saying that I never did that. <laughs> but I'm saying, though, what I think, I don't know if everybody does that at some point in their life. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, just, I know that I've, I've heard a lot of people that when we're, you know, when we're having a discussion, um, if sometimes in settings like these, I hear somebody say that, right? It almost sounds like that mentality of... Uh... Man, if only I would have done that. Think about how much God would have given me. Like, think about what I would have gotten. Like, that selfishness. Like, I don't know. Like, think. And go back to, like, the what you were saying. God doesn't want us to do that. It's not about what he can do. It's like, you don't do this so that you get stuff. You do this because it's the right thing. With You know, the pure heart. This is what God wants. This is for the kingdom of God, not, oh, if I do this, I get things, and I get toys. Right. And, you know, Paul's writing this, right, to the church of Corinth, not so that they can pat him on the back and say, what an eloquent letter you wrote, man. It was amazing the things, Paul, that you, you know, spoke about and wrote about, and he's not doing it for that. He's not doing it for any kind of accolades and, you know, to be lifted up. He's doing it because... He's been called by God right. and through the Spirit yes. to get God's word out to the church, to yes. build the church, right? To strengthen the body, to give understanding to anybody who actually wants it. And this word's been in existence for how many years, thousands of years now? Yeah. Not everybody's going to read it. Not everybody wants to read it. Even people who say they're believers and Christians right. don't look at this thing on a daily basis or a weekly basis, maybe even... A monthly basis and it's available to him mm-hmm. it's the reason why Paul was created and too when you were talking about like the uh, accept like the accepting of God's gifts like in the everything 
like what I kind of pictured, I've always kind of pictured is like God lays out an offering table, you know what I mean? It's like a big feast, you know? And everything's on the table, it's like a buffet line, you know? But we gotta get in line and we gotta, you know, go through our process to get that stuff on our plate and everybody's process is different. And I know that for me, one of the, um, and it was so, it was so interesting because what God was offering to me when I first got here and what I really struggled with was forgiveness you know and um and i felt like it was just like he was is it was right here you know but i it it was all the stuff that that i had polluted my spirit with was affecting me from reaching out and just picking it up and taking it and and uh it was a process i had to go through with it and i had to experience a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and i had to do it in a manner that that i wasn't um you know covering it with some type of mind altering substance you know and and uh it, it was tough man it was hard man it was really it was really challenging and and that was one thing because when i got here i came from a backslide a year of backsliding and um never in my walk had i ever experienced anything like that like uh god's just been he's really truly blessed me in my walk where he's always been very profound and he's always worked at rapid rates in my life and in my walk but this time I didn't experience that and it was really it was I didn't I didn't like it at all it was scary man I was like man like I was like he let me sit in it for a little bit you know he let me sit in it and he let me kind of just experience of what it was and and I was like man this is this is horrible man this is like tough like it was really challenging for me and um but once but once I got the once I was there, he was able to just kind of strengthen me to just go ahead and take that forgiveness and know that I'm forgiven and to walk in that forgiveness and to live in that forgiveness and, and to know that that guilt and shame is 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 not of him and, 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 and that he doesn't look at me like that. It, it was great, man, because then it kind of, uh, it really catapulted my spiritual life and, and my relationship with Jesus and and then but then see then he would hit me with something else then he would reveal something else to me like look see you thought that it was this but really it was this you know and what that was one of the biggest things that i i that god revealed to me here too is how i neglected jesus and and how i really i discredited what jesus did on the cross and how i did it was by my actions and my thoughts and 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 man when and then when like to me when god reveals something like that to me it's heavy, man, and it hurts. And then to know that how I unconsciously just was rejecting Jesus here, thinking that I was following Jesus when I really didn't pay any mind to Jesus, and it was it was tough, man. It's a real that's some real stuff, bro. And then when God's putting it on your heart, it's it's so much different than like when your mom's mad at you and your <laughs> brother's mad at you, you know? Because it's like okay, but then when like God puts something heavy on your heart and reveals it to you and allows you to really look at, at how just ugly, you know, that, that, that I could be towards him. And, and it was like, man, that was heavy. So I would, then I'd go through my process and then just kept building up. But, but you know, like you say, I thank God that, that through the process, it's, I'm not there anymore. And, and, and he's giving me that godly confidence. You right. Know? That's what the Old Testament's about. Yeah. The Old Testament is about God allowing things to come into the life of the nation of Israel, and then God saying, "That's how you treat me." Yeah, it's heavy, man. That the whole that whole mm-hmm. part of that Exodus uh, and living it, living away from God in their own desires for themselves, right? God uses that and says, "Okay." And then when they when they cry out, right? God says, "That's because that's how you treat me. This is an example of it. This is what I'm allowing you to go through, what you do to me, so that you understand what I'm calling you away from, and what I want for you, what I have for you." So I, when that revelation comes, right? When that finally happens in your life, <clears throat> like you're saying, it's both painful, sorrowful, but healing all at the same time. Right. Right. Because like you're saying, it's like you feel the you 
filled that emotion of what you've done and you're so sorry for it, right? But at the same time, he's rescuing you from that, right? Or, or taking you out of that and cleaning you from that. And you now have the ability and the choice to, to live there, to stay there, or you have the ability and the choice to go back, right? Mm-hmm. And to undo everything that has been done. So it's, I wish I would have known that, I can't remember that guy's name and who he was, um, because like he said, it's a choice. Uh, Let's see, where were we at here, guys? Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So, again, he's talking about there is a process, um, and at the end of this process will be a brand new, a brand new body, a brand new life, and there'll be no judgment from that point forward. Measurable. It's so small. But to us, it's, it's everything. Mm. It's, you know, it's life. And it feels like, sometimes it feels like it's too long, and sometimes it feels like it's not long <laughs> enough, right? But it's so brief, and it's going to measure, this time is our measurement for eternal life, forever. So everything's basically, here and now, is going to, echo in eternity forever this is our opportunity right now this is it this is the only one we all get and we can choose to believe and unfollow or not believe and follow ourselves or not believe and follow something else that's not us or god could be some some man some theory some i don't know you know some other type of religion it's really kind of interesting because if you, you know, as, as you read, you know, through God's word and Jesus says that this life is a vapor, right? He says yeah. it's a vapor. It's a twinkling of an eye, right? It's less than a second in the span of time, right? It's, it's really, it's almost the vision and the reality. Let's go to Oswald here, October 4th. The vision and the reality to those who are called to be saints. Thank God for being able to see all that you have not yet been. Thank God for being able to see all that you have not yet been. (laughs) You have had the vision, but you are not yet to the reality of it by any means. Right? So, called to be. That's, That's what he's focusing on right here. You understand the call, but you haven't achieved it yet. You're in the process of becoming that. And in that process of becoming that, there's going to be a lot of triumphs and failures, right? There's going to, have, there's, there's going to be things that you walk in that make sense, and there are going to be things that God places you that doesn't make any sense, right? And there's going to be cleansing that's going on that hurts and that's painful, right? Right. <laughs> And there's going to be cleansing that goes on that is gratifying, that is amazing, that is, that's acceptable, I guess, in a sense. Not like, okay, I'll accept that, but it's something that you yearn for and, and appreciate when it's complete. Yeah. But you are not yet to the reality of it by any means. And he's not saying, man, you're so far away from it. He's not saying it in that, in that context. Like you'll, not, in a sense, like you'll never achieve it. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying, there's still a process ahead of you. It is when we are in the valley where we prove whether we will be the choice ones that most of us turn back. So there is that time and that moment, as he says, in the valley, right, where all the work is done. Um, not on the mountaintop experience, right. but in that everyday walk of life where God calls us to something difficult 
or allows even something difficult in our life. That's going to prove whether we or not are, are called of God and that we are of God. Or we're going to turn away from that because it's just, it's just too difficult for us. And we don't want to have to go through it. We turn back or turn away. We are not quite prepared for the bumps and bruises that must come if we are going to be turned into the shape of the vision. So, Travis was talking last week about, you know, this this block of marble, but inside that is a vision that the sculptor has, right, of, what was the name of that guy? Da Vinci? Yeah. Uh, no, the actual... Oh, David? Of David, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of King David, he has his vision, and he's going to sculpt it out of this big block. Now, we can all look at that same block. We can all line up right now, look at this big slab of marble, and we can all probably see something different in it before we get to work, right? So if you were taking an art class, and they said, okay, we're, today, we're, this semester, we're going to learn about sculpting. And everybody, I want you to think of something, a vision, that you're going to carve out of this, this block. I guarantee we're all not going to make the same exact thing. Even if they gave us a, a particular model, right? It's not going to look the same. <laughs> Everything that we, every stroke we take, every, every moment we contemplate what the next stroke is going to be, is not going to be the same for all of us at all. It's going to be completely different. We may start at different parts on that marble, right? So I may start at the top, the left side, the right side, right? The, one of the other sides. We, it's all going to be different for us. But God has the vision of who we are in him. And he's bringing, that, bringing us to that point of completion. Right? That's, that's what this whole thing is about. That's what life is about. Life is about... Because people ask, what's the meaning of life? You know, why are we here? Mm. You're here because God loves you and God wants to have a relationship with you. Mm. You're not here to serve him like a robot. You're here because he wants yeah. to be able to walk with you in the cool of the evening and talk with you, just like he did with Adam. That's the reason why we're here. Doesn't mean you have to want that. Doesn't even mean you have to believe it. But that's the opportunity today. It is when we are in the valley where we prove whether we will be the choice ones the most, that most of us turn back. So, you know, pain is an opportunity. There's another way of saying that, which doesn't make any sense. But it is. I think it's when we get to the places of pain that we may question, right? Is God good? The nature of who God is, right? Right. And I think it's in that choice that that's part of the proving of it. Is like even though I'm experiencing this difficulty, I think this sucks. You know, it's like I still trust that you're good. When does that trust happen, though? It's built there. It's built in the valley, though. I mean, you make the decision, but it's it's tested, right? And it's forged. Right. There, it's hardened, it's strengthened mm-hmm. in the midst of that. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly? Exactly. So you have the opportunity to go through a process of pain for, for purification, Yeah. Right. right? In those, old, in those movies that, that are about old, that they're about the early, um, like the dark times, the, uh, I forget what they're called. Um, dark Ages. The Dark Ages, mm-hmm. right? Where they had this purification process, right? Where they would put them on the rack, right? Where they would burn them, right? Alive. They, they would do certain things to them to say that we're going to purify you, right? So they would say, confess your sin, right? And once you do... You'll be forgiven, and then we'll purify you. They're, they're going to die anyways, no matter what, right? But they can die very simply and easily, or they can go through a process of purification. Ooh, wow, yeah. 
right? So sometimes the process of the purification is not good to us. But at some point, we have to determine, and say, instead of saying, God, why? I thought you were good. Why is this happening? Right? We, that may be the first question early on in our walk with Christ. It's like, I thought life was supposed to be different. It doesn't seem any different to me, in my, right, than it did 10 months ago or six years ago. I thought everything was going to be grandiose and awesome and great and easy and wonderful, and I, everything was going to change. And God's saying everything is going to change. But this is the process in, in the change here now. And we can choose at that point to walk away from it, like he says, in that valley, in that process. We can say, no, that's even, he- that's even harder and heavier than it was before when I was not walking with you. Right. That when I, when I was against you. Now I'm with you, and it seems like you're putting more weight on me, more pain on me. But if we say, okay, Lord, what is it that you have me in that you want me to give up, release, or understand? What is it you want me to learn through this process? And as soon as we submit ourselves to the process, right, the process can end almost immediately. Exactly, yeah. It could be over. Right. But if we continue to just have our will in in his way, right, the process can take a long time. Because we're stubborn and we don't want to listen. And we think that there's a better way or a different way. And maybe we can just get around it, scoot around it. You know, maybe crawl over the wall or dig a hole, go underneath. Is there another, there's another way that I can get to what God wants me to go. Which is, our again, our will against God. Right. Right? Yeah. That's like the scripture. Hello? Says, for, no, for no man... Uh, Builds a no man, no man builds a home without considering the cost. And that's what he's saying. He's like, you got you better evaluate. Right. You better see what it's gonna cost. He's letting you know. That's, that's, yeah. So if God came to you and said, "Okay, here's the deal. These are the things that I'm going to promise you. These are the things that right. are waiting for you. It's there, right? But you got to go through a process. Are you are you willing? To let me do whatever I want to do in your life to get you there. Do you trust me? Mm. Right? He'd make, if he was going to make that deal with you, is what I'm saying. Right. What would you say? I would, think, yeah, <laughs> most of us would say, yeah. Yep, and then he'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's he'll see. Start putting you through the fire, baby. So obviously he doesn't do that, or maybe he has with some people. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not sure. Okay, but but I know if you say, Lord, you know, I believe that you're God, and I believe that you know your Son Jesus came and you and he died and he rose again for my sins, and that I believe all that. And yes, I wanna, I want my life to change. I don't want to be the same person anymore, mm-hmm. right? I want to be new. And he says, okay, then let's start, right? right? soon as he he pulls us into something new something different away from what we're used to away from maybe our understanding and strengths and he pulls us into a place where we're, we're vulnerable right and weak we may start immediately questioning well, well, well hold on here what what are you doing i want my life to change i don't want to become weak and vulnerable mm-hmm. in something that looks like anybody or anyone can hurt me or take advantage of me. Uh, somebody may say, I did sign up for this. This is not what I want. This is, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And never actually take a step forward. Because it happens immediately. Mm, yep. If you tell God, hey, I'm yours, you do whatever you want. I just want to be yours. I just want to have that new life. He'll go to work immediately. And things will happen. The question is, are you going to trust him? Are you going to trust the pain? Are you going to trust the disappointment? Are you going to trust those things? Yes. Um, when I was writing my book, God gave me four questions when the bad stuff happened uh, to ask myself four questions. The first one was, 
this bad thing, what in that thing, what quality of God is he trying to teach me that I could learn no other way except that I would go through this hard thing? So that was the first question. Because he's making us in his image. He's making us aware that the real path is in his, is already in his image, but I don't always see that path. Mm-hmm. I don't always act out of that path. So every every bad thing is an opportunity, like you said, and the question then becomes, so God, what, what quality of God am I not seeing to react that had to take this hard thing? And once I get that, then the Bible gives us promises this is his promise in that hard thing. And if I stand on that promise, he will make a provision of getting through that hard thing. And then the fourth thing was, how can I go through this hard thing as a testimony to him to bring him glory? Like whoever was talking earlier about those really hard times you can go through it and people can see the light of Christ on you as you go through it. Or you can go through it complaining, uh, doing all the stuff that we used to do. So in that process, once you really know that there's some ways to get through hard stuff, then when the hard stuff hits, you can celebrate even that, that He's going to do more for you in making you more like him. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different way of looking at the hard stuff. So that's what he has taught me to do. And what I, I, want to, I want to teach people that are as young as the guys that are there, that there's a way to go through it that is, is God's way, that it, doesn't, it might seem hard, but he's got answers. Yeah. That's that are really concrete answers mm-hmm. if we surrender to those. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a comment. I have a comment with Patch. Patch comment. Okay. Greeno Grant is part of that process. Greeno Grant is part of the process to do the hard things. All right. Let's continue reading. We have seen what we are not. And what God wants us to be. But are we willing, and here it is again, are we willing to be battered into the shape of the vision to be used by God? There has to be a willingness. It's really simple. The beatings (laughs) will always come in the most common everyday ways and through common everyday people. In other words, God's going to use the people right around you today, right now. And it may not feel good. And you may have a lot of opinions about the people that God puts around you, right? But they're there for a purpose. They're there for you. You may not like them. They might not like you. (laughs) But God's, but God's chipping away, right? God's working. And there's a reason for it. Embrace the reason. Embrace the purpose. Yes. Be grateful that God's at work. I have another comment. Uh-huh. Uh, is John still, still John still there, head of maintenance? Yes. He's, he's a hard thing. I just want you to know. He's one of those hard things. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. There are times when we do when we do know what God's purpose is. Okay? So there's there's times when we understand what God's doing. Whether we will let the vision be turned into actual character depends on us, mm-hmm. not on God. So again, it's an opportunity. That's good. That's good. Right? right there, yeah. But if you don't accept the opportunity, then you accept nothing from God. Right. I love how you put actual character. 
Yeah. I mean, it, to me, if he writes actual character, I think that in his opinion, there's actual character and there's character that's false character. Right. That's a very deep concept right there. That's that's good. I like that. I'm trying to get that actual character. Actual mm-hmm. character. You know? That actual uh-huh. change. That actual yeah. life. Not acting like, but Ooh, being like. come on. That's good. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. That's a good word right there. If we prefer to relax on the mountaintop and live in the memory of the vision, right? So always talking about the thing that God showed you or the understanding that God gave you, but never living in it or walking in it or having it live out of you, Mm -hmm. more importantly, right? Mm -hmm. Coming forth from you. You're just content about talking about it all the time, Mm -hmm. but never actually walking or living in it Mm -hmm. or having it processed then we will be of no real use in the ordinary things of which human life is made there's no value in it there's no value of what God's given you right because you're not willing to be used We have to we have to learn to live in reliance upon what we when we excuse me we have to learn to live in reliance upon what we saw in the vision not simply live in ecstatic delight and conscious reflection upon God. Hmm. I, you know I don't know if this is fair to say but um, in my mind when I read that it reminds me that the the image that comes to my mind is are people who lock themselves away and are I claim themselves to be holy, right? But they have no contact with the world. They're just in their tower, right? Mm-hmm. In their protection. And they read their Bible all the time and they understand God. They just contemplate who God is and how amazing is, but they never touch anybody. Mm-hmm. They don't make a difference. I don't know if that's what he's saying. I think that's what he's saying, but not maybe in the way I've, example I've given. <laughs> but that's what he's saying. He's saying, listen, there's a difference between understanding what God's called you to and then being in it and just reflecting upon it all the time and thinking about it, contemplating it, right? There's no action in that. Mm-hmm. There's just a delight. But again, there's, it doesn't equal anything. What does it equal? This means living the realities of our lives in the light of the vision until the truth of the vision is actually realized in us. Again, that speaks of time, beginning and end, yeah. process. Every bit, and it speaks again of trust and saying, okay, I understand what you've, what you've given me right to do or given me to see or given me to walk in. Now am I going to actually get up and give myself to that. Do I trust it? Um, every bit of our training is in that direction. Learn to thank God for making his demands known. So I think there are times, I know there are times, where God's very clear about, about specific things. And there are times when he simply says, go. When he simply says, trust me. And he moves us to something, right? But gives us no understanding, no information, no direction, right? He just says, go, move, start walking. And, you know, we may be like, well, where? Where? Go. I mean... How long? How far? I mean, how fast? Which direction? Mm. How do I prepare? What do I take? I don't understand what you mean. Go. Go? Yeah, go. (laughs) Keep moving. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It'd be like showing up for work, for me in construction... And the guy says, okay, good work. Uh, what do you want me to do? 
just go to work. But, you know, you know I'm a framer, right? I mean, do you want me to start framing something? What do you, I mean, yeah, go to work. Go. <laughs> 30 plans? <laughs> I mean, the, that's, you. your mind would spin for a moment and go, I don't know, what's this? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Here's the difference. Have you ever been to a baseball game? Have you ever seen the old baseball games where the umpire would say, play ball, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knew what to do. That's <clears throat> so all he had to say was, play ball. Mm. Everybody had their assignment. The plan was already placed. They knew the opponent. They knew the adversary. They knew what the goal was, right? Mm. All, there was only one instruction, play ball. If, if Christ is in you, if God's word is in you, when God says, play ball, you go to work. Amen. You start playing ball. You don't sit there and go, well, my first base, second base, catcher, left field, right field, center. I mean, short somebody. I mean, what do you want me to do? You know what he's called you to. Because here's where you're at. Because this is where you're at. So if you show up and he, guy, the guy says, go to work, you're like, okay, I'll go to work. <clears throat> If you're leaving that up to me, I'm going to go do what I love to do. Then I'm going to go to work. And then he's going to say, hey, instead of doing this, this is where I want you. At that, then, then the direction comes and yeah. the movement comes. That's exactly what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Yes, sir. sulks and pouts when God says do let your little I am be shriveled up be shriveled up in God's wrath and indignation God says I am who I am right. has sent me to you right that's what Moses said to the Israelites Lord if they say who sent me I mean what's your name what do I tell them when I get there you tell them, I am who I am sent you. Ooh. Exodus 3.14. He must dominate. Yes. Isn't it piercing to realize that God not only knows where we live, but also knows the gutters into which we crawl? Mm. Yes. Both barrels. Right. He doesn't hold anything back, this no. guy. He's honest. Yeah, that's what it is. Here's the thing, though. If he knows what gutters we crawl into, he's going to be there waiting for us, guys, mm -hmm. to meet us there. Right? What are you doing here? Why are you here? You don't need to do this. Come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. That's who our God is. If you trust him, that'll happen. That'll be there. That'll come. That's what he wants to be in our life. He will hunt us down. <laughs> he will hunt us down as fast as a flash of lightning. To me, that's me in my mind, letting my mind wander and thinking of things. And in a moment, God says, hey, attention, back over here. Let's go. Come on. Right? 
I'm beginning now to just let my natural human sinful nature just get loose with with me. And I start to think about things. And once I start thinking about things, I start planning things. Once I start planning things, I start doing things, right? That's how that process works. It, it, could, it could take moments to be there. It could take days, weeks to actually get there, right? Depending on on the plan or whatever it is that we're, whatever it is that we're thinking. <laughs> but God will react in a moment. I'm not saying we'll always listen to him. But he'll react in a moment. He'll yeah. he'll stop that very quickly. Make it clear. Flash of lightning, he says. No human being knows human beings. As God does. That's right. And that's really the key to all of it is, do you know God? Because God knows you, but do you know him? Want to close this premise? Sure. <laughs> Father, thank you, God, again for this morning, Lord, as we reflect on your word, God, and as we wrestle with what it means to to walk with you, Lord, through this day and through this week and through this life, Lord, that you've given us. Lord, I'm uh, reminded of that song, Reckless Love, and there's no lie you won't tear down, no mountain. Uh, you know, it's, all, it's like there's nothing that can stop you from coming after us, God, that you love us that much, that you find us in the gutters, and you're like... I'm here. You can't get away from me because I'm here and I love you. And I want what's best for you. And I want you to reflect my image and I've given you this image to, to reflect into this world. and It's in you. And Lord, we just need to walk in, in who you created us to be, to, to live that out. So Lord, I pray that, that that would be our day today, God, that we would live out who you created us to be, to walk in the truth of your word and in the life you've given us. Lord, to walk in unity uh, with you. Play ball. <laughs> Lord, help us do that today. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. But I tell you what, it's better than it was <laughs> 25 years ago.